beautiful listeners, welcome to Nina's Potty. What do we do while on the potty? Well, we think, we dump, we flush our waste away. So sit with me on this potty and hear me dump my thoughts and flush my wasteful thoughts and feelings away. I talk about life experiences, mental health, and relationships, all with a pinch of comedic spice. I'm on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at, uh, whatever time I want a podcast. Let's get started. Hello, 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 my beautiful listeners. Excuse me. It is Tuesday, my dudes, and I missed yesterday. I missed yesterday's podcast, so I'm sorry. Please excuse me. Um been going through a couple of nights without sleep my mom my mom my grandmother is in the hospital um she has an infection that started off in her legs and went to her lungs and so it's got to be some kind of infection in the blood so they've got her in there for a few days gonna run some tests and, and keep an eye on her to make sure that the infection doesn't run to her heart so any well wishes and prayers would be Greatly, greatly appreciated, please. Thank you. Um, let's get right into it. Um, I want to bring up this video that I saw on Facebook. Um, pretty much, it's for people who are suffer suffer with depression and for families, really, uh, for families and friends who may know somebody who is struggling through depression. So here we go. We're just gonna run right into it. It's 10 things to remember when your loved one is suffering from depression. And um, I'm going to list them out while explaining to you the current situation that I'm under, you know, with hopes that you can relate or with hopes that you can be understanding. Um, And, you know, next time, remember how you speak to that person with depression um, or with any kind of mental disorder, mental health disorder. All right, number one. Depression is not a choice. I did not choose to be depressed. I did not say, um, yeah, today I'm going to wake up. Ooh, yeah, and I'm going to be depressed my whole life. I'm going to be really sad. I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm going to cry my eyes out. I'm going to make a um, a big scene. Um, I'm also going to have anxiety. And um, yeah, panic attacks is going to be a big thing for me. Um, being exhausted every day, being tired, crying for no reason, and being overly sensitive. That's exactly how I want to live my life. Nope. It's not a choice. I did not choose to be this way. Um, I'd like to say in my experience, I was molded this way. Um, the people in my life, the people that I've dealt with, experiences in my life have made me the person that I am today. But also looking at the positive part about it, um, I, I know myself and I can stand up for myself and I can kind of brush away the comments that people make. But keep in mind, that doesn't mean that I don't go upstairs and cry my eyes out because I do. Um, later on, I can explain to you the situation that happened to me literally just 15 minutes ago. Um, but depression is not a choice. We do not choose this, all right? Don't think that we're just being lazy because we don't want to work. 
you know, that we're just, oh, you're so negative all the time. You're such a negative person. I hate you. Why are you like this? I'm sorry. It's my depression. So, um, number two, avoid telling them cliche phrases like you'll be fine. You just need to get out. You're thinking too much. You'll be fine. I've heard this countless number of times and I just it makes me more anxious just listening to that phrase because I won't be fine um or you don't know that I'm going to be fine you don't know that I what I'm going through you don't know what's going through my head I tell myself I wish I can be fine I breathe <laughs> I take a couple of breaths breathe in breathe out it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine but it ends up not being fine you just need to get out. Yeah, some people with depression, we tend to stay in and not socialize with the world. We want to stay away from it. We want to be here in our own realm. Um, we don't want to get into ourselves into certain situations that's just going to um, push us to, f- to feel even worse. Um, anything can trigger... Um, mental health a disorder you know anything can trigger my depression anything can trigger my anxiety I'm sorry I'm popping my fingers um so I stay inside just to keep myself safe you're thinking too much I mean honestly I do think a lot with the problems that I'm going through but it's hard for me to control the thoughts that race through my head because that is what um my depression wants me to do my depression wants me to constantly think of the situation that I'm in and to constantly think of how I did wrong and to constantly wish that I could have done better um so please don't say you're thinking too much it's just we have no control over the thoughts that race through our heads number three say things like so instead of saying these cliche phrases say i'm here for you i mean that's a cliche phrase but it's a positive cliche phrase but you're gonna mean it you're gonna mean what you say when you say i'm here for you you're gonna answer every call you're gonna answer every text you're gonna listen to me cry my eyes out to you if you're here for me you're gonna be here for me I've had a couple of people say that I'm here for you. You can call me. Here's my number. Message me. And I've done so and they've gone ignoring me. Who's to say that that was a night that I decided to kill myself and you were the last person that I wanted to talk to? You know, if you're going to say I'm here for you, you're going to say it and you're going to mean it. Please. (laughs) Number four, when they become distant, don't force them to open up and hang out. It's it's kind of hard when I think of it that way. Because, you know, if you're just a friend to me, don't be mad and angry with me that I'm not opening up to you. It's hard for me to open up to people. It's hard for me to trust people. But I'm slowly starting to realize that if I want other people to be okay, I need to put myself out there. I need to open myself up and let people know who I am and what I deal with and what my, what my demons are because I want them to feel better more than I want to feel better myself so 
I have ran, now that I think about it, I have ran into this situation where if it's a loved one, somebody that I really deeply do care about and I, and I love, I kind of force them to tell me what's going on, you know, I feel like they may have some kind of form of a small acute depression, there is something called acute depression, and there is something called major depression, I have major depression, but I feel like a majority of the people have some minor depression, and um, I have made that mistake where I force somebody to open up because I care about them because I want to know what's wrong and I want to take care of them. Essentially, I want to diagnose them. I want to make sure that they know that they can look me in the eye and they can tell me anything that they need to tell me because I want them to be okay. I want them to be better. I don't want them to be my to be like me. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. I don't want them to turn out like me. I don't want them to ever say that they don't want to be here on this earth. When they know good and well that they have people here to take care of and to love and to live for. So I have made that mistake, but I feel like if it's somebody that you love and you deeply care about, you're you're going to use a little bit of excessive force. I wouldn't say excessive, but you're going to use a little bit more force than you would normally towards a friend. Um, yeah, and don't force us to hang out <laughs> again. Don't don't try and make us. You can just try once. Be like, invite us one time, and if we don't want to come, I'm, then, you know, we just we just want to stay home by ourselves and not interact with anybody. It is the depression that's holding us back, and it is um, the disorder that's holding us back, that demon that's keeping us in the house. But sometimes we just need to listen to that, and we need to stay home and not interact with other people. Now... If it goes on to be a three-day thing, then you want to check up on that person. Or you want to, um, if you are the one who is going through this, you want to fight through it and get up and go out and do something. Or just walk around the house, do some chores. You can't let it overcome your life, but you do every now and then may need to surrender and just allow your body to sink into sink into acute depression it's very hard to say um you know whether or not you should listen to what your depression is telling you in my case let's just say this in my case if i feel like i need to sleep for two days and sulk i need to i need to because every day i fight so hard to get up and wake up, take that, take my medicine and smile every morning. It's so hard. So I have to take a day to just be by myself and stay home in my pajamas or sleep. I have to. Number five, it's okay to get frustrated every now and then. So this is for you if you have a friend who is going through depression. It's okay to get frustrated with them every now and then. Just don't give up on them. If we see that you're giving up on us, then we're going to say that it's okay to give up on ourselves. You got to keep fighting just as just as much as we with the disease or the disorder are trying to fight as well. Number six, 
Um, we get easily overwhelmed with the most menial things. Again, this is 10 things to remember when your loved one is suffering from depression. We get easily overwhelmed. I do. I know last week there was a couple of days where, you know, they had opened up a spot for rehab for me, which would have been today, but thankfully I found an alternative way to get this thing done. Um, But last week I was just so overwhelmed with there being a spot open so suddenly and me having to leave leave my loved ones, not talk to them for almost a month and a half. I'm just thinking of the future, just thinking of the person that I'm talking to. Is he going to leave me? Is he going to get bored and for and go with somebody else? Like, all this kind of stuff. Like, am I going to keep my job? Is Are people still going to remember me? You know, all these things. But, you know, I'm just, like, thinking of the worst things possible when only I'm going away for a month and a half. And so I was very overwhelmed. I slept for two days. You know, um, maybe that wasn't something minor but that was something major that really stuck with me that really was hard for me to um to come to terms with um I guess let's see let me come up with an example you know when I'm driving my parents around and they like to play passenger driver I don't know backseat driver whatever I don't know what that's called but they're always on me for every little thing that I might do wrong like oh you didn't pump your brakes when coming to a stop sign or you know you're not being aware of the person next to you or you're not slowing down during an intersection you know during a two-way stop you're not slowing down and watching out for other it's like it's an open field I can see all four roads back and forth whatever you have you I can see out what do I need to pause for there's no yield sign there's absolutely no traffic I'm like, what, what, all of a sudden someone's going to come out of a warp hole and just drive through the intersection? What the hell? Any little thing, any little thing, like, it, when it comes, when it comes to that, I get overwhelmed and frustrated and I might say a few things or I can feel my heart pumping because of the anxiety that is brought to me when I'm, when I drive people around, therefore I just don't want to drive my parents around, but... You know, parents are getting old. So you kind of have to step up and suck it up. Number seven. You need to keep in mind that it's not about you. Um, Keep in mind that we're fighting with our demons. Keep in mind that... I'm sorry, I just got a phone call from a scammer. Um... I mean, I don't know if it's a scammer, but my phone says it's a scammer, so I just ignored it. But I got interrupted. I feel like I'm going to get interrupted a lot this morning just because that's the time when debt collectors are calling me. But I was saying, you need to keep in mind that this is not about you. You need to um, not share your personal experiences. (laughs) Um, At least not to where it feels like you have it worse than we do. Yeah, I understand that you want us to feel like some people have it worse than others, but we're talking about our experiences. I'm talking about my experience. I want you to understand me. I want you to know I'm feeling this way.
you know, I don't want to know how you were feeling 10 years ago. How worse it was. It's, I don't know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, it's it'd be nice for us to hear you talk about your experiences so that you can relate with us. Or so that we can relate with you. But then again, this conversation isn't about you, it's about me. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that number, about number seven. But I guess what they're saying overall, keep in mind that if you're with somebody who is suffering through depression, you're going to have to make some adjustments to keep them comfortable um, while also keeping them company maybe. So don't just think that we don't want to go out with your friends because we don't like your friends. It's not that. It's just the day, that one day we just don't want to be up and about. Number eight, try not to compare your experiences with theirs. That's exactly what I just said in number seven. Um, Number nine never play the bad cop role so what this means is never give out negative reinforcement and i just have a great example that happened about 30 minutes ago now i'm sitting on the the couch drinking coffee with my mother you know in the news they're talking about government shutdown and i'm just like god i got paid for up life that's great but it'd be nice for me to get my W-2 for my last job that I had so I can get some money in. And I was like, yeah, I got paid for Uplive, Mom. But it was barely even enough. Can't wait to get my W-2. She looked at me like with attitude. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I only have $200 in my bank account. She's like... Well, that's what you get. Consequences. I'm like, that's that's not going to help me at all. I mean, you didn't have to say anything. Don't sit there and scold me, telling me what I already know. That's a negative reinforcement. I know you're trying to tell me to be better and to learn from my mistakes. But Jesus Christ, that's a trigger, man. That's a freaking trigger. Don't say things like that to me. So I came upstairs and I was crying because I was frustrated from that. Because she didn't need to say that to me. We are overly sensitive. Going back to number six, we get easily overwhelmed with the most menial things. Is that how you say it? Minial? Minimal? I'm just going to say minimal. I'm going to go back to number six and, and say that I was overwhelmed came upstairs overwhelmed with, with her comment and I just started crying and I had to tell myself you're okay you can do this you're gonna do this on your own you're gonna get yourself out of there you can do it it was hard for me to say that it was hard for me to say that don't sit there and tell me things that I already know don't sit there and remind me that I fucked up money is hard 
to not think about every day. I'm after today or after the money gets through to my account. Yeah, I have 200 in my bank account, but then that's going to leave me with like 60 bucks after the bills that I have to pay. Still I have more bills I still need to pay. And that's very overwhelming and it's very triggering. So don't sit there and remind me of the things that I've done wrong. Because I don't want to hear it again. It's very hurtful. You might think that it's being overly sensitive, but... It's the truth. That's how I feel. You're reminding me that I fucked up. You're reminding me that I'm not good enough. She'll never treat me like my father does. She will never be proud of me. I will never be... God, I'm sorry. My cats are really pissing me off right now. That was fun. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. Uh, he's such a crybaby at the most worst times. But yeah, I was saying I will never make her proud. I will never be good enough. I'm just never gonna I'm just never gonna be there. I just need to worry about myself and worry about my own happiness because I'm never gonna make her happy. It's never gonna be the same. I was never her favorite. I mean, favorite. I wouldn't say favorite. I was never the one that she loved, I guess. She loves my brother more. She just It's just easy as that. Just like that. Just like that. I will never be good enough for her. No matter how much I try, no matter the things that I do, I will never, never accomplish what she'll want me to accomplish. I'm not good enough for her. I'm just not. She's the only person in this world that I can say I'm not good enough for. I will never reach that status that she wants me to reach. I will never get there. And no matter how many times people say that I can get it, I could be, or, or I'm just saying things, no, it's impossible to satisfy that woman, to make her proud. She loves my brother more. It is evident. My brother is a police officer. She's always wanted to be a police officer. But she's stuck to teaching. Okay, not my fault that you're a teacher. You know, I'm sorry. Like, move on. That's the profession you chose. Stop trying to be a police officer. Stop trying. Just like... She's always talking about my brother. There's no, She's never talking about me. She's never into the things that I'm into. You know, I'll show her a project that I complete. And she's just like, oh, that's nice. And then turn the other way. And it's like, I get no recognition. Especially with the things that I'm trying to do with this live broadcasting. And to get no recognition. I don't know when I'm going to want to talk about this, to be honest. It's going to be a long broadcast. It's going to be, I'm sorry, a podcast. God damn it. I'm sorry. Today's not a good day right now. 
it's going to be a long podcast if I have to talk about all the things that I've gone through with my mother. But we got sidetracked, guys. I'm so sorry. (sighs) All right. But yeah, never play the bad cop role. No negative reinforcements. It's not going to work. It's going to make us feel worse. Finally, number 10. Try your best to see things from their perspective. I think that this is what this podcast is all about. I want to let you in on the mind of somebody with mental health disorder um with mental health disorders. Yeah. I want to let you in on how it feels to have anxiety, to have chest pains and to have nerve pains and to overly process situations and to overly stress out. I want you to know how it feels to be I want you to know, I want you to get to know someone with depression. I want you to know, let you inside the mind of somebody with depression. I want you to know how it feels to sleep all day, to give your body to up to depression, to be overly sensitive about certain situations, to be overly frustrated. That way, you know what to do if your friend or your loved one is under the same situation that I am. I want you to see things from my perspective. How would you feel if you grew up and your mother was abusive? How would you feel if all you did was come into contact with people who tell you you're not good enough and you suck? What would you do if you were in my shoes? Just think about it. What would you do if you had to struggle with addiction? You don't know. You don't know, so you think you can make comments and laugh about it, make jokes about, oh, you should just kill yourself. Oh, you should have overdosed. You should have just done it right there. You were close. Don't you ever fucking say that. And if you said that, then fuck you. If you've said that straight up, even to a celebrity, if you've said, well, good riddance, that person didn't know what was coming to them. That's what they get for overdosing. Or, ooh, they got so close to overdosing, they should have actually just done it. Then fuck you if you've made that kind of a joke. Because you're the kind of people that just make this world a toxic place to live in. I'm glad I got that out of my system. Today was an actually good podcast today. I actually had something to explain to you about and to talk about. (laughs) But guys, thank you so much for joining me on the potty. I appreciate y'all listening. Got some good things coming up as far as me being busy with the with the app, me going into some form of uh, in um, outpatient um, counseling, I guess, doing some volunteer hours, and kicking off my little project business. <laughs> I really do appreciate you guys 
the little bit of listeners that I do have, this is a really good outlet for me to speak my mind and to be relieved of the stress of living. To be honest, it's stressful for me to live. But every day, it's a new day. It's one step forward into recovery. But guys, thank you so much for joining me on the potty. I will talk to y'all later.